Welcome to Books and Bisexuals, where we talk about books that we've read this week or that we love, and wherever our neurodivergent brains take us. I'm Brianna. And I'm Nikki. Hello! Hi! Oh my gosh. I'm just moving uh, this mic closer. Yeah, yeah. there. That looks better. Um, hi. hi! Hi! We couldn't record last week because uh, we had some sickness. and Yeah, I got the stomach flu on Friday. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, is it's great fine. considering we record ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is the recording of episode five, and this week, episode three, three is releases. coming out. Yeah. yeah. So, like, we're fine. We're fine. We're, we've still got, you yeah. know. It was, like, we're still was, ahead. Like I was saying, though, it was mostly just, like, I hadn't seen you yeah. last week. Like, I saw you. Like, we took care of my nephew on, well, I took care of my nephew on Wednesday, and Brianna came over just for a little bit to, like, hang out and stuff, yeah. but... It wasn't really like it's a, not the same. No. Yeah, we were we were pretty focused on your beautiful mm. and super adorable nephew. He's so freaking so cute. cute. Oh my god, I wish that he did the sound for you when he was there because he loves it so much that he smiles when he oh, does it, and, and his mouth is just so like cute. wide. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's just oh, he's so cute. I love him. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, this is really lovely. Yeah. I had to bring my, um, I've been starting to write down my like thoughts on the books that I've read Mm. because obviously, you know, I would forget them and I read a lot. Yep. Um, so I had to bring my book with me today so that I could remember a, what I read like two weeks ago now. Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, I only read one book. Like I read three books the week before and then I only read one book this past week. So... Yeah, and it was an anthology, so it's a set of stories. Right. I love that you said something about that, and I was like, oh, right, that's what an anthology is. Like, it was just <laughs> yeah. like my brain forgot what the word was, but every time Brianna said it, I just kind of nodded and like, smiled. sure, ah, anthology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so lovely. Um, well, what did you read? I, yeah, okay, let me grab my book. <clears throat> Okay, so... I was like, where did you have that? And then realized it's on the piano bench. <laughs> it's also a very pretty book with a bunch of the... Um... What does the Scorpio one look like? Like, I feel mm. like I do know this, this but... One. Hmm. It's, it's Le- kind of like a, less a interesting Scorpio than I... tale, I yeah, guess. Yeah, less interesting yeah. than I thought it would be. Yeah, I but... think Pisces looks really weird, too. Yeah, like, who came up with these shapes? Well, because they were just the brightest stars in the sky at that point, and then, like, Greeks or something. I don't know. They were like, we're going to connect these. I love the stars, and I love constellations. I know nothing about the history of them. Well, that sounds like a project. Yeah. I have a, a tattoo of my yeah. um, my constellation and my husband's, and mm-hmm. they're connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, if we ever broke up, I would just get a sleeve of the whole like zodiac <laughs> so that it would seem like purposeful, purposeful. Yeah, <laughs> rather because... than like a couple's tattoo. Right. Cause you guys are definitely ever going to break yeah. up. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. We're... <laughs> no, we're obsessed with each yeah, other. You guys are super cute with each yeah. other. I love him so much. I love seeing you guys together. Like, that day that we went for breakfast, Yeah, I was just like, you guys are so darn cute. We don't often, like, um, we're not really PDA couples. No. Uh, so we don't really, like... Um, like, hold dis- hands or kiss. Yeah, or we don't display yeah. a lot of affection when we're in public. And part of that started because we were... We got together while we were working together. Mm-hmm. So anytime that we were in public was actually just when we were at work. And we couldn't, like, show affection at work. Right. 
And we actually worked together for multiple your, yours, <laughs> multiple years in a couple of different jobs. So yeah. it became just like our Norm. default yeah. to not do anything like yeah. coupley in public. Yeah. Which is funny because I remember working with Andrew. Yeah. And I would purposely look for ways to like secretly yeah yeah and then it would really bother me like if we were out at the grocery store or something that he wouldn't hold my hand yeah and he's like i'm not a pda person um but then one day he just like held my hand in the grocery store aisle yeah. and then he kit there was oh what was i forget which aisle it is um maybe it's like the almond milk aisle like i don't even yeah. remember but like every time we would just get the almond milk and and he'd be like oh i have to pick up the kisses and then we would just kiss in the That's aisle and it so was precious. always the same aisle and now i forget because covid and we haven't been there for like a billion years and then well, masks yeah like, masks like we're not gonna kiss in the grocery store yeah. like with masks on so <laughs> tristan and i sometimes <laughs> when we're wearing masks out in public i all like kiss his mask like was <laughs> <Lila's> like <laughs> I tried to do that with Andrew one time and he's like don't ever do that again and I was like okay um I think it's really funny yeah. every time I do it I think it's funny um but yeah we we're not like terribly affectionate out in public but yeah. we are constantly like cuddling when we're at home right so. yeah sorry there's like a, a hair in your eye or something, something. <sighs> yeah that's okay what did you read what did I read okay so I read um one Italian Summer by Rebecca Searle. Um, so this is a book about a woman who's meant to go on a like an Italian vacation with her mother. Okay. They planned it, like lots of lots of planning went into it, and then she dies like two weeks before they're supposed to go. Ooh, okay. And so um, Katie is the main character. Katie goes anyway. She goes to Italy and she does like most of the trip that they were going to do. She stays at a, an inn that's a real inn mm. um, in Italy called Posanto. No. P O S I T A N O. Positano. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so this is a real inn. They, um, at the end of the book, Rebecca Searle, the author, um, shows some emails that she has between her and the owners of this inn basically being like Rebecca had gone there the author had gone there and really enjoyed the inn and was like do you mind if I write a book about this like do you mind if mm. I write a book about your inn like you know I really loved it I'm gonna write about it and they're like absolutely like That's 100% so cool. it's on the Elmafi coast um oh yeah A-L-M-A-F-I Elmafi I don't think... Amalfi? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think the... Italian's the very... L is pronounced. Like, I think it's Amalfi. Amalfi? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not great with other languages, so... I love other languages. I love them. I'm just not great with, like, figuring out how you say things in that's, them. That's fair. Um, but it was really cute. So basically... It's not, like, cute. It was... Uh, what am I trying to say? Um... So basically she goes on this trip and she falls through time and she meets her like 30 year old mother. Like she sees her and she's like, holy shit, that's my mom. But like when she was in her 30s. Whoa. Which she knew she that her mom had gone to um, this place before because she talked about it all through her growing up. Oh. Um, and that's part of the reason they were going back there is because like. She you know, loved it. She loved it. Mm -hmm. She wanted to share that with her daughter, but there hadn't been really any 
good time to have gone before now and then when she got sick they were like well let's just do it right you're sick let's go yeah so Uh, is the i guess is the assumption that like when she meets her mom she and her mom are very similar yes yeah so when she goes on this trip when she meets her mom they're both about in their 30s Mm -hmm. um and so she spends this trip like just getting to know her mother as a person outside of her mother right you know Wow. And um, it was a really beautiful, like, it was just a really beautiful book. So I I love the idea of, like, not really knowing your mother, like, who she really was, you know? Because when they become your mother, a lot of the time, especially, like, our generation, they just fully, like, become, That's who they that, are. that was their identity. Right. It's like they gave up who they were before they were parents. Yeah. And um, I know in our generation now, like, that's not really something we do. Like, you still keep your... Parts of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it was kind of expected at the time. Right. Yeah, like, women were all for their kids. Yeah. And that was it. So I have, I've written um, a story of coming to terms with grief and how to move on, a lesson in allowing yourself the freedom to relax and enjoy life. Mm. I said it was beautiful and captivating. Um, a beautiful beach read, quick and easy, would not recommend to someone with fresh grief. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really discusses how, like, how numb she feels. Like, in the beginning, she's just like, she's going to go on this trip because her mother just died and she doesn't know what to do with herself. Right. So she's like, well, I'll just go on this trip. She also is thinking about, like, leaving her husband and, like, It's just, and you know how they tell you when you're, like, big changes, like, not to do other big changes, like, when something big happens. Sorry, I'm, I'm only laughing because when my dad died in January of 2016, I quit my job in May of 2016, but to be fair, I had been looking for other jobs before that. Like, I was very unhappy in that job. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, they tell you, like, if you lose someone or, um some sort of big life event happens not to do something drastic for like a year for like a year or something now I don't fully subscribe to that Mm. like I don't think that that's true you do you it's your life you get to live it yeah but um I do think you should really think about like the impetus behind why you're trying to do this also yes like if it is solely because this person that you love has died um maybe take a step back and let grief become less fresh yeah Uh, but also it's your life it's your life yeah whereas for me I was like well I was looking for new jobs anyway six months ago yeah like it has nothing really to do with dad other than now, now I kind of just realize how cliche my mortality is. Yeah, yeah right so it's just like well I better just make a change now instead of wait and suffer longer so, yeah 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 so I did like it I think it was really beautiful um it's very clear that she loved the town and mm. the hotel and like just it made me want to travel mm. because the descriptions of the Italian coast were just like incredible and it's a place I've always wanted to go anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've seen pictures that like I've yeah. had friends go to the Amalfi Coast and it's just like gorgeous. One yeah. Day. So I really like that one. Yay. That sounds lovely. Okay. And then the next book I read, I am so excited to tell you about this book. Okay. So it is a woman loving woman novel. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called Satisfaction Guaranteed. Oh, I saw this on your list. Yes. And it is about, uh, it is written by, I, (laughs) like I've written. (laughs) Um, So it is about Karelia 
or not about. It is written by Karelia Stetz Waters. Um, I wrote down a little like guide to how Phonetic to say her name. <laughs> so it is a sapphic novel about Cade and Selena. So Cade is um, she is the daughter of art gallery owners, like a really prestigious art gallery in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a bit of a like. Um, stick in the mud comparatively to the rest of her family that are sort of described as like hippies like they're always like smoking weed doing shrooms like they're always just really like free and open and like you know right um and she's more of the the like accountant in a family of artists Mm. like uh they joke sometimes about how she is their like um, switched at birth like their little accountant switched <laughs> yeah. at birth yeah that's how I felt in my family yeah like I'm this huge creative in this family of like of like really, blue collar yeah. workers like yeah what so um she feels really othered by her family and really like annoyed by her family because she finds them um like too free-spirited almost which is fine you know I think it's because they they got her to take on a lot of the work for the um, the gallery that they own. Yeah. Like, a lot of the finding of the artists and putting on the shows and, like, they just sort of, her parents just sort of, like, get the money from it. Right. But her aunt Ruth dies and leaves to Cade and Selena um, 50-50 share in her failing sex toy shop <laughs> called... <laughs> Satisfaction, satisfaction guaranteed. guaranteed right and so they have a month to like turn it around and try and get rid of the the debt and like keep the sex toy shop and at the same time like selena's this really open beautiful like quote unquote failed artist right um who has burned all but two of her paintings because she had a really bad breakup and just like destroyed all of her work brutal yeah and of course, Cade being um, like part of part owner of the Elgin Gallery, which is like a uh, made up gallery, right. but um, she, uh, a lot of the people that date her are just wanting to get their work into the gallery. So Cade's very like suspicious of people mm. and very closed off. And also, Cade's never had an orgasm in her life, like not even um, on her own accord. Like she's never been able to orgasm. Right. And Selena, on the other hand, like, works in a sex toy shop, really uh, is open and honest and, like, um, thinks that sexual pleasure is one of the most important things in the world, which I totally agree. Um, And, like, they get together to try and save this toy shop Mm -hmm. and start getting together. Right. You know, I've (laughs) written in here... When Cade's aunt Ruth dies and wills the shop to both Cade and Selena, they come, and then I put pun, come together to try and save it from bankruptcy and fall in love. Right. Um, it was a really genuinely heartfelt book. Hmm. Uh, like, just really a beautiful exploration of, like, sex and sexuality and how um, expectations can be awful. Awful. And, like, really, like, limiting to yourself. Right. I've written... Um, it had a real knowledge of consent and sexual in- intimacy. The way Selena puts no pressure on Cade with her sexuality and orgasm is beautiful. Oh. Um, I, 
I've seen a few people, like not just you, I've seen a few yeah. people reading it recently. Yeah, it's really good. Hmm. I've also said, what did I say? Reading LGBTQ plus books where the drama isn't coming out related, stellar. Oh, yes. Because that has been the like... We call Focal it a trope. Point? Yeah, I don't, like, I don't want to call it a trope, but, but I think you can at this point because it's been like the focal point of queer stories for so long, and I'm like, I'm so like, well, it's so beautiful to listen and to to watch and read stories about people coming out. It's often tinged in such a negative light. Yeah, like the drama of the story is that one person doesn't want to come out to their parents or. Right. Whatever, or someone did you. come out and there and was this whole controversy. Yeah. Which, like, we get it. It happens. It happens. Like, that's life. But also, there are people in the world where that is just, they, it's not their experience. They didn't have a bad time coming out, especially now where yeah. it's way more widely accepted. Yeah. Like, if my kids decided that they had to come out to me, which I hope they never decide they have to. Or like, like yeah, like, <laughs> I have to come out. I don't know. You're like, just no. who you are. Like, you can just date whoever the fuck you want to. Right. Like, whatever. Mm. I don't care. It's your body, your mm-hmm. choice. Like, mm. um, but the fact that this story revolved not around coming out, but around, like, sexual intimacy and, like, trying to be comfortable with a partner, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to add that to my list. Yeah, satisfaction guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Super great read. Mm-hmm. Um, is satisfaction guaranteed? Yeah, actually, I would say. <laughs> I mean, I see you wrote ten out of ten. So. I did write ten yeah. out of ten stars. Yeah. Um, and then my last little thing that I wrote was cute, heartfelt, a real representation of sex in real life, sex positive in a gentle but important way. Yeah. And I just. I really, I do recommend it. Mm. I think that everyone should read this just for a point of view of like, I know especially in my life, um, I grew up with a lot of shame surrounding sex. Like so, so much shame. I grew up in the Christian church. Mm -hmm. Um, It was basically like, don't think about it. Don't act on it. Don't go blind. (laughs) Such a stupid fucking thing. I know, right? (laughs) But yeah, like um, don't touch anyone where their bathing suit would touch, Mm -hmm. uh, which... Depends on the bathing suit. Gives you a lot of room yep. to touch people. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, really, really, like, keep yourself pure until marriage. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I kind of did because Tristan was the person I lost my virginity to. She was my first and now my only. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, and you got married. <laughs> yeah. And then we got married. So, like, in a way, sure, yeah, I did do that. Um, that wasn't my choice. That wasn't the... The, um, initial plan the plan right. yeah it just it so happened. happened that I felt comfortable enough with this man to have it be my first time and then I fell in love and right we got married yeah. so um no. but it wasn't the plan I <laughs> <laughs> the plan was to have a very casual few month relationship and then like move on um right. that did not happen mm. it's been 10 years i was gonna say like this summer will be five year wedding anniversary yeah, yeah. this october yeah. yeah what in my mind it was august and that was the no that's my party. birthday yeah oh i know yeah, yeah. but yeah. for whatever reason i got the dates mixed up yeah yeah october yeah so when we met i was 19 so mm-hmm. i was just a tiny little baby no baby um but yeah it's been 10 years now and still going strong mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah um, but it's so nice also to see like uh, queer representation in books that aren't, it, it's not just tragic, mm. you know, like um, that somebody dies or yeah, like, I right? don't know. It's a lot of queer stories have been stories about people who just like 
it's terrible things like their parents abandon them friends are dying they die partners are dying like it's just all really sad shit and it's like can't we just have a happy story yeah so because they're there yeah another really um wonderful sapphic title yeah is uh one last stop by casey mcquinston okay um love it it's uh also a time travel story (laughs) i don't know maybe i should be writing time travel instead of instead of dimension shifting yeah but i um one last stop is really good it's about um a woman who gets onto the train like Mm. the the subway and finds this other like woman there and then you start to realize that this other woman is actually trapped in time on the subway line oh and like it has a happy ending so i'll just okay interesting you're like sprinkle that i'll just sprinkle in that it has a happy ending but a fair amount of angst as well great again not related to coming out which i like right yeah gotcha more angst related to the fact that one of the characters is trapped on the subway line. Yeah. (laughs) Out of time. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And then um, my other book that I read Mm -hmm. was actually recommended to me by you. Yes. It is a uh, a locally written, it's written by a local author. Yes. Who owns Apartment 3 in Sackville. Yep. Um, which we love. We love, we love it Apartment so much. 3. Oh my it's God. this really adorable coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like everything about it is adorable. We, Andrew and I do our monthly expenses and... It's like a line on your budget. Oh, it has to be. Like yeah. the <laughs> amount of money that we spend at Apartment 3. And I love every yeah. single thing. Yeah. Like, I was introduced to it through you. Yeah. But if I lived less than half an hour away, I would go more often. Yeah. But, it's a bit of a trek, so I just get it when I'm nearby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so lovely. Um, but if you it, haven't been, Apartment 3, Sacramento. Yeah. Drive. Yeah. Please go. Because it's go. really great and support local. Yes. Um, I wonder if they're expanding if or if they'd ever consider expanding because... You mean like... Um, like, like not franchises, opening, but like other opening stores? Opening another location? I don't know. I've never talked to Heather about it. I mean, I've never even thought to ask it. Because like... Indigo is looking for people to, like, local coffee shops mm. to um, go into the space abandoned, not abandoned, by, but, like, um, left by Starbucks. Left by Starbucks. Right. And I know in the, uh, in the West, in, like, Calgary, Alberta area, they've uh, partnered with a coffee shop called, I want to say Good Earth. Okay. Um, which is, like, a local to right. their coffee shop. Right. Um, I know that they have done, like, little pop-up coffee mm. bars during the pandemic. See, this is just me being very selfish and saying, like, I would love to have... <laughs> <laughs> I would love an Apartment 3 closer by. Right. And also, like, if it was in my workplace, oh my um, that would be great. Um, but you should message their Instagram. I should message yeah. their Instagram. Yeah. Be like, here's a little bug in your ear. Hey, don't know. Like, I don't know if they've made decisions or not. Like, obviously, I'm not in corporate. Right. But, like, throw your hat in the ring. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Um, cool. So, it, the, I read the first book. Yes. And it's called The Star Trail Portal Painter, which I kept writing really, <laughs> like, I don't know if you can see. <laughs> but I was like, nope, that's no. wrong. Yeah. Um, no, that's the second one. Yeah. yeah. So, I got to be honest. It took me a hot minute to get into it. Mm-hmm. Like, a hundred or more pages, um, partially because I read a lot of books about uh, suspicious people, <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> what is her Sarah. Sarah? Sarah is her name. Sarah is very trusting. Like to be fair, Sarah is also like what seventeen or something. Yeah, somewhere. Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, and so she, uh, she's just very trusting. She like loses her memories in an accident when she's seven, and her um. Her grandfather is like, just forget everything. It's fine. I literally just read before the age of seven. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. But so um, I found it annoying how trusting she was. And that's just like, that's on me. That's not on, <laughs> that's not on the author. That's on the fact that I read was a an, lot. Like, I read books. a lot. And yeah. um, I was annoyed by how trusting she was of the people in her life. And then she also ends up trusting what's like, obvious to me to be the bad guys but to her she doesn't figure it out until like the last like what 50 pages of the book or something yeah not even like maybe the last like 10 and i and i remember reading it and being like wait there's only like 30 pages left and she just figured this out how the hell is this gonna get wrapped up turns out it's a trilogy it's a trilogy yeah um or at least well, it's no, gotta I'm be a trilogy, sure right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a trilogy. Two two books are out currently. The second yeah. book is called The uh, Star Trail Painter's Keep. Yeah. Yeah. So like the Star Trail mm-hmm. is the series and then you've and got then you Portal have Portal Painter, Painter and Painter's Keep. Keep. Um and like I really did get sucked into it in the last you like got sucked in the portal. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> in the last like hundred yeah. pages probably. Yeah. But it did take me most of the book to get sucked in. Mm-hmm. Um and I was partially reading it just to like not like humor you that's not what I mean but like um because you lent it to me and right. you got me the second book right. and I wanted to like read it which is the biggest reason that I forced myself through the first half of Iron Widow yeah was because you lent it to me and yeah. I was like Brianna said this is a good book I just I just have to keep going <laughs> like I'm just gonna keep going if yeah. I hate it by the end yeah. no skin off my back it's fine I'll yeah. just be honest and be like Nikki I hated it and then I loved it so but yeah I didn't hate it no (laughs) yeah it just took me a while to get over the fact that I found it annoying how like naive and trusting Sarah was Mm -hmm. um but that's totally personal Mm. I I really did love it um for a self-published local author um wonderful I've read worse books for sure yeah so (laughs) you can and you can pick up both both books at At apartment Apartment Three. three yeah um i haven't started reading um the second one the second one and to like to be clear the second one is about twice as long as the first one um which is incredible like yeah this one is 416 pages and the other one was less yeah was was 231 so it's 200 pages longer yeah. Um, and when I finished book one, yeah. I immediately went to my uh, bookshelf to grab book two. Yeah. And then I just hit a fucking wall. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I stopped reading entirely for like a week. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then I read All Out, mm-hmm. which is a um, set of queer stories, like an anthology oh, of anthology. queer teen stories. Right. Um, that is... The uh, editor's name is, like, Shauna Mitchell. It's definitely Mitchell, but I don't remember what her first name is. Oh, okay. Um, but she... Or, oh, sorry. No, I would okay. love some more tea, actually. <laughs> Thank you. I immediately took my cup away <laughs> as soon as she picked up the teapot. Um, but 
I'm real. I realized at the end of it that I'm not a huge fan of anthologies because um, it's not like one big story. It's like a, a bunch of little stories, mm-hmm. right? And so you don't get as much depth into it. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm not a teen anymore. And it was very teen related. Oh. And like sometimes teen novels or young adult novels, not so, like sometimes they can just be for anyone. Like right. I read a lot of it. Honestly, I read a lot of young adult fantasy. That's my general yeah. genre. And I'm like, oh, this is one of the first times where I read a, a young adult like aimed book that I was like, this is not for me. Hmm. <laughs> You know? Interesting. And um, I liked the stories. I think it would be very important to have, like, I, I'm probably going to buy them to have in my home, like, yeah. for my kids as they're growing up, because I think it would be very important to, like, read mm. stories um, from multiple aspects of life. Right. I actually have another anthology at home that's about black futures, and it's written mm. by somebody, somebody, Jemson. Um it's like two initials. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about it next week. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to read that one. Right. Because that is a perspective that, like, I haven't lived, obviously, mm-hmm. as a Caucasian woman. Yeah. Very, um, very, very white. Yeah, very white. Like, my ancestry, white as fuck. Yeah. Whiter Irish, than white bread. <laughs> Irish. Irish? Yeah. Um, Scottish, Irish, Welsh, Welsh. It's just the whole UK. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was like, um, there's definitely Irish though. Yeah. My yeah. middle name, Borgen. Morgan. Mm-hmm. I said Borgen. <laughs> Which just <laughs> reminds me of the beautiful moment in, <laughs> in Brianna's wedding <laughs> where her dad, who was officiating the wedding, starts Brianna's like, like vows or commitments. So it wasn't my dad. It was the justice of the peace. What? Well, because my dad did most of the wedding, but certain aspects of it oh, had to be, like, okay. said by right. the justice of the okay. peace. For and it to be legal. <laughs> for it to be legal. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this particular um, justice of the peace, uh, it, English was not her first language. And so um, when she came across my name, what she said was Brianna. And I just, without even thinking, um, just repeated it verbatim. copied it. And it was so <laughs> funny. Like, I said my own name wrong at my own wedding. <laughs> and it was, I think everyone had been very, a little tense. Like, I know I was. I know mm-hmm. Tristan was. Like, we're not really... Public um, display of affection yeah, people. right? And, like... And it I, was a lovely, like, backyard wedding. Yeah. It was small and intimate. And it was beautiful. But and still, you're we got to that people. point... Um, and it's like, (laughs) it was before we had said, I think like before we had said our vows. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you were doing that and then you're, and then we were going to do our vows. Um, and so I said my own name wrong and just burst out laughing. And there's actually this beautiful photo. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nikki's mother took our wedding photos, um, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and there's this beautiful photo of me just, like, with my head thrown back and, like, the whole bridal party's laughing. And, yeah. like, it's just one of my absolute favorite <laughs> photos from the day. It's so great. And one of my favorite moments as well because... Because yeah. <laughs> you said your who, name wrong. Who says their own name wrong? Right. You know? Yeah. Like, I feel like if I ever get married, there's there's no way I can say my name wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no. No. I don't know. 
you watch i will <laughs> who knows yeah but so your middle name is borgen my middle name is borgen um <laughs> no my middle name is morgan and it comes from she was actually an artist uh i have a painting done by her donna morgan what? and she's welsh um so she's our welsh side of the family cool yeah how old I, is the painting mm, at this point in 2022 probably i think it was painted in the 60s so what's okay, that okay so like 60 years 60 years 60 yeah <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i work in a bookstore i don't do math um my brother is the mathematician in our family yeah and it's funny because like i did pre-calculus and calculus and went to university for Listen, astrophysics so i love math I oh, gotta I, be honest, yeah. math uh, makes total sense in mm-hmm. the majority of my life. Mental math, no thank you. <laughs> um, but then when you see something like that triangle diagram thing, yeah, like, so amazing. Wild. Yeah. Yep. I forget what it's called, but... Same. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Uh, whatever. We'll put it in the description if we yeah. remember what it is. Yeah. Yep. We'll look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> look up whatever triangle, triangle thing. Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, so um, we were talking about the anthology. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was interesting to me. Like I did like the the stories. Um, They were kind of like so the like thought process behind the book was like um, secret history, like secret queer history come to life, Mm. and so like. it one of them one of the only ones i actually remember sorry friends is um it was about robin hood um and how uh robin hood was actually lady marion trans robin so like cool. she she transitions into um her or their male like person not persona I'm struggling so hard to say this in a way that's like correct, correct, and not awful. I and I literally just saw. So she was born. They were born Lady Marion. They go by and identify as Robin, like Robin Hood. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. Are a trans. They are a man. Yes. Yes. Um, and it was sounds good. It was cute. I like that story. Um, I also like Robin Hood, but I also like the idea of like there are way more queer stories in history than like the straights give credit for. Did I did I send you that TikTok of like um, things that'll make like right wing? I don't know. know. Say it. Things that can things that would make right wing Christians angry oh yeah <laughs> and it was like yes. oh god forbid they find out that what was it king king james was queer yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes so, um, i know nothing about the bible so like i don't even know who king james is other than isn't there like a king james version of the bible yes okay. yeah okay yeah. yeah actually can i talk about that yes <laughs> okay because well, obviously let me take a tiny sip of my sure because obviously you know a lot Ooh. about it <laughs> I do, actually. I was like, do I want to piss off the right-wing conservative Christians? You know what? Let's fucking piss them off because they are not Christian. (laughs) I'm saying this right now for anyone who wants to fight me. Come fucking fight me about this. (laughs) Getting violent up in here. (laughs) (laughs) So my parents, um, they went to Bible college Mm -hmm. uh, in Regina. um, CBC, Christian Bible College. Right. 
Nah, I don't know what it's actually called. Um, oh, my, <laughs> my watch just told me to try standing up and shows me putting my arms up. <laughs> like, mm, no, yeah. I won't. No, sorry. Not now. Not now. Hi. I'm sorry. Busy. I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. They went to Christian Bible College. They went, well, whatever it was I actually called. But it was in Regina. They, um, they were going there when my mom was pregnant and then after I gave birth to me. After I gave birth to me? <laughs> after she gave that birth to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, sidebar, I was listening to, what did we just release? Episode two? Episode two. And there's a bit where I very confidently say, um, self of sense worth. <laughs> <laughs> very, like, very confidently as if that is the phrase. Yeah. Did you correct it at all? I, I did. Like, oh, immediately okay. after we paused for one second, then I was like, sense of sense self, of yeah. self worth. But <laughs> like, it was self of sense worth. I said it like that was the phrase, like, really confidently. <laughs> And when I was listening, because I, um, I do the transcription and I was like fixing the transcription of it mm-hmm. because we finally started using um, Otter AI to do our transcribing services, but it's still, yeah. it's iffy, whatever, the AI will get it eventually. Right. But um, it was really funny. <laughs> I actually laughed so hard that Tristan's like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Which makes it all the more believable that you said your name wrong at your own wedding. <laughs> yes. Well, okay, so I do have aphasia. Oh, yes. Which is, um, it's a neurological condition in which auditory processing is um, a struggle. So not just like hearing, but also speaking. So sometimes the words that I mean to say in my brain come out my mouth a different word. Right. Like so, not even different pronunciation, like Completely different, different word. word. Yeah. Um, Oftentimes it will be like similar. So like if I'm trying to say August, I'll say April. So it's like it's still a month. It also starts with A, right. not the right month. Right. Um, which got confusing when I told a doctor that my birthday was in April. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it absolutely is not. Back to the church. While she was pregnant with you and then after she gave birth to I me. Was, I was like gave you? <laughs> she um she was in Bible college. My oh. both my parents were. Mm-hmm. Um they went to uh become pastors. Um and they did, actually. My I don't think I knew that about you. Yeah. Mom. One of the reasons that we moved to Nova Scotia is so that my parents could open a church here. It didn't um stay open for very long. Mm-hmm. But uh that's why we moved here. It was to open a church. Huh. Yeah, you're one of those fans. I'm one of the. I'm a pastor's kid. <laughs> um, but uh, so we, what what were you talking? About? King James version. King James version. So that was just to give um, background into the fact that I know a lot about the Bible. <laughs> so right. Got yeah, it. yeah. Uh, but the King James version of the Bible was written. By King James. By King James. Okay. But not like written. It was commissioned by Kim, King James from poets, artists, um, like <laughs> prose writers. Like he commissioned artists to translate the Bible. So Wasn't it's actually. the Bible already in English at this point? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there was multiple translations. Okay. And there's still multiple translations. Yes. Um, like uh, the New Living Translation. Um the New International Version, King James Version. There's lots of versions of the Bible. I'd love to see it. But the King James Version was translated by a lot of poets. Mm. And um, so it's a little bit more flowy and flowery and just like 
maybe not as authentically translated mm. because they were trying to make it like pretty pretty right um so, so i it's not it's not the most accurate but then again if you're gonna want the most accurate bible you need to read it in the original greek so <laughs> <laughs> good luck which my parents did um yeah <laughs> yeah they we actually somewhere uh have a just a box full of bibles like like all the different translations your parents learned greek to read the bible well like with like translation like oh like okay um, so they they would use like greek dictionaries and stuff to like read the bible that's the whole reason i don't read in french and german is because i would need a dictionary next to me but it was part of their courses i get part of their yeah sure so um but that basically just meant that i grew up learning about the bible in a very academic way Mm. in a way that a lot of christians do not right but also learning about the actual history surrounding when these versions were written when the um original like text was written um and like why it was and lots of other things so Mm. yeah Mm. that's really cool and then also like what in the bible is an allegory and what is a historical fact right which is um, a lot more knowledge than a lot of people have. Yes. Which is why I feel very confident in saying that right-wing Christians are not fucking Christians. All right. They are what we like to call in (laughs) Christianity Sunday Christians. They only care about their image in relation to being tied to a church. So, uh, like... They they don't actually follow the tenets of Christianity and the tenets of Jesus Christ. They follow whatever the fuck they feel like and whatever their pastors are telling them. Right. But pastors are human and therefore fallible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. critical thinking. Critical thinking, people. Critically think. Also, Moral of the story. read the Bible for yourself. Like if you yeah. want to be a Christian, read the Bible for yourself. Because there is a lot in there that, um, and also like research the the actual history mm. of the the like, version, the versions, and um, like everything surrounding it, because there is a lot of historical events that, and like political um, machinations and stuff like that that are actually um, they affect how we read the Bible. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Like for instance, there's a a phrase in. I want to say Leviticus because it's one of my like most hated books in the Bible because it's like, like you shall not wear mixed clothing or you shall be stoned. But the the <laughs> phrase, <laughs> yeah, the phrase is um, in the in a lot of translations they have translated the phrase to mean men shall not lie down with men, which people take to mean. Like, men shouldn't have sex with other men, therefore homosexuality is terrible. Right. And against God. Right. The actual phrase in the original Greek is men shall not lay down with children. <laughs> not men. Not men. Kids. Yeah. So, Which I uh, think don't be a pedophile. All, yeah, I was like, we can all agree that that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good. A and good now you idea. have to think as well that not, in... Not a good idea not to lie down with children. Yes. Huh, I was Do like, not be a yeah, pedophile. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <sighs> but so the the like historical um, 
context of that is that the Greeks had something called mentorship in which an older man... Did you send me this video? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> you and Cynthia <laughs> sent me so many videos that I'm like, I don't know who sent me this video. Yes. So the Greeks had something called mentorship. And what that meant at the time was that an older established man in society would take a young boy, usually um, over the age of like 12 or so, but like a young teenage boy... Mm -hmm and mentor them but part of that mentorship was sex they the older man would have sex with the younger man the child and so the um that like line in the book right was almost like an indictment of the greeks hmm. and the way that um they had more of a hedonistic lifestyle that christians like early christians especially because early christians were synonymous with jewish um because that's actually what they were like jesus was a jew who broke off from the jewish church and the temple and started like his own religion essentially right um but like so part of that was like the people who wrote this bible uh, at the time were like, don't be like the Greeks, don't fuck kids. <laughs> and it got so mistranslated yeah. through multiple different, um, like morality shifts, etc. to, to now people are quoting it as don't be gay. And that's absolutely not what it says. So <sighs> fun little Bible rant right? that we just went on. <laughs> but I mean, like, really, like, you know, they keep saying, like, oh, no, God doesn't make mistakes. And, yeah. you know, God loves all his yeah. children and all this other stuff. Well, then. But then you're telling you're me. You're qualifying by saying. You can't no, be gay. You can't be this. And but you can't be can trans. And, right. But you can't do. But God doesn't make God mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. And I fully 100% believe that. God does not make mistakes. Society makes mistakes. And for the record, I am agnostic. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Christian. Yeah. Um, no, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm just like. Yeah. But it's also a very personal thing. Oh, yeah. So my Christianity it's, is not tied to the to a church right. at all. Yeah. Um, it is tied to my knowledge of the Bible, my knowledge of growing up, the, you know, like I'm actually trying to dismantle a lot of the things that the church instilled in me, mainly same or shame around sex. Yes. And being a woman. <laughs> shame for being a woman. Yeah. Mm, gotta love that. Which... This actually segues into something I wanted to talk about. Ooh, lovely. Which is... Um, I love me a good segue. You sent me a video uh, on TikTok mm -hmm. about a woman talking about how um, misogyny is like a boot on women's necks keeping us down. Oh, yeah. And what is uh, labeled as misandry is women trying to take that boot off their neck. Yeah. So, it like, essentially the video is saying that misandry doesn't exist, in, doesn't this, exist. in the same way that reverse racism yeah. does not exist um because the whole point of racism is that it is a whole system of oppression oppression yeah right like and so you can't have reverse racism no because it is not a systematical oppression no um but in and in that same way misogyny is a systematic oppression of women mm -hmm. and anyone who doesn't fit the cis white gender or cis white gender cis gendered white male perspective yeah and um so that includes a lot of people oh yeah yeah 
But, and I mean, yeah, then of course you have the intersectionality of it all too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You definitely do. Um, but like, it's not like there is no misandry. No, no, it doesn't It is exist. just women trying to exist in their own like being. selves. Their yeah. own, like just being a like, fucking person. Right. And not being fought at every corner yeah of having the same opportunities and And one of the things that i've read recently was talking about it they called it gender critical and it like it was in relation to jk rowling and all that bullshit all that anti-trans bullshit that she's peddling um i was gonna say i was like i've heard that recently yeah that's why because i think we were talking about it (laughs) yeah but like um and it comes down to this like well define a woman Oh, yeah. And I'm like, but you've been fucking doing that for your, like, the whole time. You've been defining what women can do, what they can say, how they can act, how they can look. Like, men have been defining this so long that maybe you should step the fuck off. Right. But, like, at the end of the day, too, what is that definition? Because a woman who wears too much makeup is overdoing it, but a woman who doesn't wear any makeup isn't taking care of herself. Like, what the fuck? If you like sex, you're a (laughs) slut. If you don't, you're a prude. Yeah. You cannot win under the patriarchal society that we live in. You cannot win. No. Like, these videos that come out where it's like, you know, if you drink, then, you know, you're uh, like... Yeah, there's this really good song that just came out recently. And I did one on TikTok too. But it was just like talking about all of the contradictions. Like, if if you do one thing you're this. But if you do the opposite of that, you're this. Like you're, it's also negative. Right. Like there is there is absolutely no winning. If you lose too much weight, oh you must be anorexic or you must be sick but or if whatever. You gain weight, if you gain weight, oh you've let yourself go, go or whatever. Yeah. But people yeah. don't often, if ever, say these things about guys. About men. No. And of course there are there going to be are the people. Exceptions. There yeah. are things like sure, yes, absolutely. Men do have self-esteem issues yeah, and, and this that and the other thing they that. they get sexual they assault sexually assaulted like we're not saying they don't no. we're just saying <laughs> that if nine if one in four women get raped or sexually assaulted trigger warning now for the yeah yeah sorry friends. no it's okay we'll have to put that on again um but like if one in four women get sexually assaulted yeah then that means that it is all men because mm. we can't how do you know right like when people are like well you know why why would she cross the street it's not all men cool how does how she do know? i know are you wearing an i'm not a rapist sign right and did you make it or is it legitimate like yeah and like we talk a lot about like nice guys and like mm, the friend zone oh, did, did we talk about this the last time i don't think i don't so. think we did because i watched this really great tiktok where it was talking but about if how we did um so sorry you're gonna hear a lot of repeats on i was i was podcast. thinking about that the other day i'm like we're gonna end up running into like that's talking you about know what if you don't like it don't listen <laughs> thank you to those who do yeah um <laughs> please was, do listen please do listen um but it was this really great tiktok about what were <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. We just lost the plot entirely. Uh Oh my god. I was on such a roll. Such a roll and then I interrupted you and um It's okay. crossing the street. It's not all men. It's not all men. Oh, no. Um, a really good TikTok about. I'm pretty sure you sent this to me. I did. So let's see if I can piece together what we were talking about. 
crossing the street, not all men, wearing a sign. How the do you... friend zone! Yes! <laughs> got there. Got back. Okay, the friend zone. Okay, so it was yes. talking about how the friend zone doesn't actually exist. It does not Because exist. all of these men who get so pissed because they're being so nice to women, and then they get friend zoned. The whole reason that they're being nice, I'm quoting, quote unquote, nice to women and helping them out with stuff and doing all this other stuff. And then they feel like they get friend zoned is because they were doing all of that stuff to get laid. Yeah, they were doing it. They had a transactional relationship with that woman. They expected that if she, if I'm nice to you, you'll put out. Yeah. Because that is how they are raised in this patriarchal, fucking misogynistic society that we live in yeah they are raised that they deserve women's bodies for being nice to us yeah and that's fucking bullshit like i don't know how many times someone has like a guy has been nice to me and i don't know if it's just who i am but i come across as a as a flirt like i am a naturally flirty person i don't mean to i don't intend to it just kind of happens like i have this easy banter with certain kinds of people and so oh i did i stayed active i shook my hand um (laughs) we talk with our hands we talk with our hands um and so a lot of the time i've like in my life men then see that as i'm interested in them yeah and then they become interested in me whether they were or were not beforehand and then when they try to escalate things and i'm like whoa "Um, excuse me we're friends we're friends they are either they turn they turn on a dime like butthurt or whatever because they're like well i was so nice to you and you were flirting with me this whole time and but and i'm like i i yeah i yeah (sighs) i'm sorry i don't know how to like and i'm like okay so do i just not talk yeah but then that becomes a problem because you should be nice right you know just smile more um one of the things that my um one of my favorite podcasts my favorite murder which i did mention last week um that they one of their phrases is fuck politeness so a lot of the time women will be murdered or put into situations in which they are like violence is perpetrated against them sexual or otherwise because they are trained from childhood to be nice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so fuck politeness keep yourself safe um i have a lot of stories in my life where i wish that i had fucked politeness like Mm -hmm. i wish that Mm -hmm. i had been like no actually i don't have to be nice to you same yep um but then you have that that double-edged sword of if I'm not nice to you, will you kill me anyway? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, but like, it's funny. I I remember so many instances of even when I worked in an office, uh-huh. and so I was an administrator. My desk was the front reception desk because part of my duties was answering the phone and greeting clients, um, and then processing paperwork. And I have so many instances where comments were made about how I looked, how I talked, what I wore. And looking back on them, I'm like, what the fuck? And why did I, why was I so nice about it? Like, why did I giggle? Like, I've been told that I have a sex phone voice. I was just going to say, I remember because I very much felt like I could not ever take a day off, even if I was sick. Like I so like if you get like that laryngitis thing and whatever and like we had certain people who didn't have desks they were in like a bullpen and so if they got a phone call I had to page the like it would go through the whole office and Pete like 
men in the office would walk by the desk or whatever and they would say oh you have your phone voice on today or your phone sex voice on today and I was just like that's so inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. But when you are in your early 20s. And in you need your this job. First job and you think that that's just you have okay to deal with and it. normal. And yeah. okay. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. You do that little laugh of like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that wasn't funny, but I'm laughing so yeah. that you don't get mad at me. Yeah. Like, I actually remember one instance where, because part of my job was checking to make sure paperwork was done correctly. And if it wasn't, yeah. I had to send it back. And I remember a consultant I'm sure he was, like, saying it in a joking manner, but he called me a paperwork Nazi. I was like, absolutely no. But again, like, my grandmother was Dutch. Like, she and her, she and her brothers and parents had had to to flee. flee. Yeah. And I remember my boss, her office was just around the corner, and she heard him, and she came out from her office, and she was like, what did you just say? Mm -hmm. And... And I kind of realized at that point, like, before she had come out, I, in my brain, I was brushing it off. And I was like, oh, whatever. And my boss actually, like, made him, like, give me a formal apology and, like, all this other stuff. And I was like, I did not realize. And I did not realize how much. Not that I use that, but, like, when someone says something like that. I didn't realize how much I was just allowing people to say things to me that were uncomfortable for any reason just because I didn't know how to stand up for myself. Yeah. Because I just thought that what people say. Oh, so afraid. So afraid. Yeah. I got yelled at at that job for giving paperwork back so often. So often. Like, which was one of the biggest reasons I looked for another job because I was so tired of being yelled at for doing my job. Yeah. Like, I remember a consultant, he was so mad that I gave paperwork back um, because something was crossed out and where it was crossed out, it needed a client's initial. Um, He -hmm. was so mad. He actually, like, yelled at me and said, you must get a bonus for every every account paperwork that you send back. And I was, like, I had a panic attack and it was not good. Um, One of the instances recently in my job, um, we had this caller who is a man, presumably, male voice. um, I'm going to say it's a man because of a lot of things. But this man was calling and um, he would ask, so, okay, a little background. The majority of people who work, especially at our location, um, are women. So, and also across the company, it's it's vastly women who work in um, at Indigo. Right. Um, like eighty percent of leadership is women, including the top leadership as well, which makes it for a really great company to work for. Yeah. But this man would call, and he would ask us to look up books that he knew were um racy or I wonder if I deleted this picture nope I didn't okay I'm gonna show you the picture of one of the books that he asked me to look up one time okay what the fuck yeah so I took a screenshot of it partially because like I'm bisexual so like a naked Mm. woman yes please right so um it is a uh like a coffee table book of pornographic images so he asked, he he will call oftentimes to ask mostly just women on the staff to look up for him to see, quote unquote, if we carry it in store, pornographic books. And 
when I got this phone call, I just like really blase, like looked it up, was like, no, sorry, it's online only, blah, blah, blah. He asked for a couple of different titles. I just, it was completely normal to me. Right. I was like, whatever, you know. And then a couple weeks after that, in one of our morning meetings, they were like, hey, if this man calls, immediately get a manager. We've told him not to call again. Like, immediately get a manager or just hang up. Like, he knows what he's doing is wrong. And at that moment, two weeks after this phone call, I went, oh my God, that was sexual harassment. Yeah. And I was like, my little (laughs) objectifying bisexual brain was like, yeah, naked ladies, <laughs> you know? But what mm. if I what if I wasn't that person who right. is comfortable looking these books up and whatever? Right. Because, like, I am. Whatever. Yeah. People like weird things. Yeah. You're allowed to want a coffee table book of completely naked women, okay? Well, that's up to you. To each their own. To each their own. But also, yeah, why is he calling asking for books that he knows for a fact are only online and asking to look up to see if we have it in store? Right. He's doing it because it his his own perverted way of exerting exerting some, some sort of power. power. And I was like, holy shit, how many things have I just let slide because I don't consider them like sexual assault or sexual harassment yeah. because I have been trained to not view it as such. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is actually something that um, as a bisexual, pansexual, like as someone who really doesn't care what your gender or genitals are, like I, I literally could not care less. Right. Um, like I'm now looking inside myself and saying like, am I objectifying women because that's what I think being attracted mm. to women is because that's all I've seen. Right. right like do you do you feel sometimes like you objectify other women when you're looking at them in a sexual manner because that's all that you know because I feel like I am sometimes I I honestly I don't know if I could say like maybe I've been really thinking about it recently because I said something that when it came out of my mouth I was like oh shit (laughs) well and the reason I say that is because I don't really look at anyone sexually mm. Did you? what was that <laughs> my neck just cracked that was so is loud like a ghost chiropractor <laughs> i don't know wow that was weird whoa um but do you want to share what you said or no no okay <laughs> no but like uh <laughs> excuse me you don't have to no no like i'm not gonna share exactly no. um but like it's it's in the manner of like um like, I'll scroll by people on TikTok or, like, thirst traps or whatever, and I'll be like, mm, titties, you know? Right. Like, and, like, I'm not sure if it's, like, appreciation or objectifying. And I, like... And maybe that maybe comes it's down both. to... But maybe that comes down to how do you see that person? Like, sure, you see titties, but are the titties part of a person or are yeah. the titties part of something that you are entitled to? I mean, like, a gorgeous human right. is what it is. Right. So, like, maybe it's not objectifying. I don't know. I'm really I, struggling to I, figure out, like, what what is objectifying and what is not. Like, obviously, I don't think of these women as just objects for my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. A lot of the time, um, like, pornography, like, porn is really uncomfortable for me because of the way that it's, like, presented. Oh, and it's, it's all, all male-centric. He- yeah, I was going to say, it's all from the male even, gaze. Even, like, the lesbian it's sex all is from all the male, male gaze. gaze. 
And I'm just like, and not the G-A-Y-S, the G-A-Z. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The male gaze. Yeah, the male gaze. Um, But no, like, it's, uh, like, I like porn. I'm a visual person. I read a lot of, uh, like, I read a lot of erotic literature as well. So, like, um, I I read, uh, like, they call it clit lit. Oh. (laughs) Literature. Yep. Um, Amazing. Which I love. Mm -hmm. Literature is my new favorite term Uh, for it. um, When I went to Mount Allison, we had certain courses like we had orals oral oral skills mm-hmm. which was ear training but like when you just say it out loud it sounds like like oral skills. kind of lingus yeah, yeah. we had uh, a class called keyboard lit that everyone called clit and we had a, <laughs> we had a class called analytical techniques that anal. everyone yep yeah. anal tech anal tech yeah yeah music students are dirty yeah yeah um <laughs> i know that from personal experience yeah. band trips yeah like you think they're get joking racy. that this one time at band camp you think no they're, they're, not joking. they're not joking they are not joking nope. um honestly like all teens are horny as fuck yeah um but like especially the Music band teens. Kids. yeah yeah um but yeah like i i watch some porn i you know masturbation is important Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really important to know yourself and to know what you like because how do you teach a partner how to sexually satisfy you if you don't know how to satisfy yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a lot of shame surrounding masturbation for a very long time. Yeah. Uh... I hit it a, a lot. Like I would masturbate daily, mostly to go to sleep right? because um, it's relaxing yeah. and like uh, those lovely endorphins that throw to flow through you are nice and like you know I don't want to be ashamed of sex right so like I want to be able to talk about it um and I know it's really easy to talk about it with you <laughs> pretending like no one's gonna listen to this yeah right <laughs> <laughs> which is honestly the biggest reason I have a hard time talking about it because I know that mm-hmm. people will listen to this yeah so like I'm not ready yet which is which totally is fine, fine. Mm-hmm. um but like I I've been on a really hard <laughs> sorry I'm like a two, 10 year old boy Holy I've crap. been on a really difficult journey recently of trying to let go hmm. of a lot of the religious shame um and just realize that like sex is natural hmm. and something that like pleasure is natural yeah. pleasure is something that people in all walks of life find and like search for and um like go out of their way to uh, like get in yeah. any way, and I don't mean just sexual pleasure. I mean like pleasure in any way, shape, or form. Right? Do you like Starbucks lattes? You're seeking pleasure from that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, pleasure is important in your life, and sexual pleasure for a lot of people, not all people, because you know asexuality is a thing. Yeah. Um, but like for a lot of people, sexual pleasure is an important part of a healthy life. Yeah. So I've been trying to reframe it in my own brain as something to not be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. That's Which good. is a full fucking struggle. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I yeah. lose that battle more than I win it. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um, this kind of actually... So I told you I had a self-tape that I had to do. Yeah. Okay. Nikki and... looks very pretty today. Oh, thank you. I mean, not that you don't always no, look pretty. No, I know. But like my hair is straight and slightly like, curled and yeah. I've got makeup on and I feel And it's like subtle today. but gorgeous. Oh, thank yeah. you. Um, and, uh, and I also auditioned for something on the weekend. And both of these projects, 
stated that they are A, welcoming, and B, looking for people from the 2S LGBTQIA mm-hmm. plus community. Mm. Right? And you erase yourself. I erase myself because I'm like, well, how do I tell them that I'm part of that community? Will they believe me that I'm part of this community because I am in a heteronormative relationship? relationship. Yep. Straight passing. Yep. And it feels very fraudulent to me to to claim that I am part of this community. When, when you are. <laughs> you I, are. Yeah. But but the to, outward of, the exactly like um, the outward appearance of the my life of it yeah yeah are that I am in a straight mm-hmm. heterosexual relationship. I feel like that all the time. I made some comment like a passing comment at work the other day about like are the straights okay? And I did get a look from a coworker of like, aren't you straight? Are you straight? Right. And like a little bit of like a judgmental like, but you're straight. Right. And I was like, I don't want to come out to you right now. Mm. Like, I don't feel like I should have to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, I don't, it, it just felt very, it felt very weird to be like, yes, I, I am. am a member. And I did, I will say for both of those auditions, I did put that, that I am a part of the community. Like I did take up my space. But, but it's I, hard to do that. I felt very uncomfortable doing yeah. that. I have been erasing my own sexuality for longer than I've been embracing it. So... Yeah. Like I, Same. um, I think I mentioned this last week that I briefly, when I was younger, thought I was trans yeah. because the only way to <laughs> you... be in a relationship with a woman was to be a man. Yeah. And so I was like, well, clearly I have to be wanting to be a man yeah. then. Yeah. Um, and, but like also, you know, I, I feel like a fraud because I've never had a sexual encounter with a woman like ever, mm-hmm. not nothing. Um, and so it makes me feel like a fraud that I am more attracted to women than I am, like women and non-binary than I am men. But part of that is that men suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Hi, friends, but you suck and you know it. Mm-hmm. And you know that your friends also suck. Uh, and you're letting them get away with we it. We would love for you to call them out on this yes. shit. Yeah. We would love it. That's how you be a good ally. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and a, well, I was going to say, and a nice person, but like. And a genuinely good yeah, person. Yeah, a genuinely good, kind person. Yeah. Nice is overrated. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be nice, but you do need to be a good person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been erasing, by erasure is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been erasing myself for longer than I can even think of. Yeah. Like, um. I went to Pride one year and felt like I was taking up a space that I shouldn't be in. Yeah. Even though I identify as queer, I identify as bisexual, pansexual. I'm not quite sure yet. Yeah. Um, I think it's closer to pansexuality than bisexuality, but um, one step at a time, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I've never gone to Pride because, because for the same that. reason, I'm like, I don't feel like it's my space. Yeah. And that's because the optics of my relationship are what they are. And I've been talking to Tristan recently about how, like, we are in a queer relationship, Mm -hmm. Tristan and I. Mm -hmm. Um, We are in a queer marriage because I am queer. Right. Um, And it means that we don't follow the same, um, like, expectations that straight relationships seem to have. Like what? Um, Like, uh, I actually like my husband. um, (laughs) And he actually likes me. 
Um, like, uh, how many things have you seen in books, movies, any media of any kind, TV shows where, um, like, oh, the old ball and chain. Right. Uh, like, oh, <laughs> like, happy wife, happy life, but, like, I hate my wife. Yeah. Um, like, like yeah, I actually right. like him. Yeah. At, like, as a person, and he genuinely likes me, and we enjoy each other's company. Right. And, like, I see a lot of, like, God, my boyfriend is so annoying, and, like, all of these things, but, like, um you don't often get that from a queer perspective. Mm. Like, uh, I'm sure it happens. Like, I'm sure there are people in relationships that, like, shouldn't be together. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But, like, the expectation for a a straight relationship is that, like, maybe you don't really like your partner. But you're in it because... Because it's expected, because you like the sex, because this, because of that, because whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Hmm. We've been talking about it recently just as it comes up naturally like as we're watching shows or whatever and then we see like a straight couple displayed doing something weird and I'm like I would never like I don't identify with that I would never do that and he's like yeah that's fucking weird and I'm like that's because we're not right straight right well and it's (laughs) funny because I watch those things and I'm like I wish I did that but then in any relationship where I did I it's not comfortable. Like it. It's no. not a good relationship. Which yeah. I think might be the autism. Mm. So, that was a good segue, hey? That was a great segue. Um, so, let's talk about the Rads R <laughs> test. So, I had seen a lot about this on TikTok for a long time. And TikTok had me pegged as ADHD autistic for the whole time. the whole time I've been on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, this is not new. And I've just kind of been putting it off. Like, for whatever reason, I thought that you had to take it in on a doctor's paper office and, or in a, a doctor. Yeah, yeah, like like somewhere um, legitimate, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I put it off for a long time. And then I saw um, a creator had shared their Radzar scores, and it was literally a screenshot. And I was like, what? Oh, you can I do can it on your phone. I can take this on my phone. Yeah. Um, so I took the test the other day. And, and um, so the threshold for uh, uh, autism or neurodivergence is 64. Yeah. Neurotypicals do not score higher than, than 65. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are 64 or lower, um, you show very little evidence that you are on the spectrum in any way. And you're um, considered neurotypical. And you're considered neurotypical. Yeah. I took the test. I got like an 80 or so, which just in my mind means like probably ADHD, definitely a neurodivergence, um, but not autistic. Right. Um, I <laughs> um, scored 170. <laughs> yeah. And Wait. now. Yes. So some people are like, but, 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 like, <laughs> I took the RADS R and I scored over 100 and like, I must have been lying in my yeah. test. Oh my God. That was immediately what I started doing. I was like, okay, but did I take the test based on how I actually feel in these certain or situations? Or in a way to get an answer exactly. that said, like, that um, said I'm autistic. The way that everyone did like the Pottermore quiz until they got the one that they wanted. Right. Exactly. Well, <laughs> it's like, oh, but I know that a Ravenclaw is this or whatever. So I'm going to click like intelligence exactly. instead of ambition because right. I don't want Slytherin. I don't want Slytherin and Slytherin Which is so close to Gryffindor. Which means that but... you probably should be in Slytherin if right. you're doing that. Anyway. Yeah. Because you're manipulating the system. Yeah. But immediately I started questioning like, oh my God, did I actually take this test accurately or did I try to manufacture a, 
an answer that I wanted, a result that I wanted. You absolutely did not. Well, and it's funny because a friend of mine, she also, she was like, oh my God, I did take it too. I can't find the screenshot. I'll take it again. And she got 181. Yeah. And she and I are constantly talking about like, oh my God, like this, 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 and this. And yeah. So like, I know that, you know, self-diagnosis is It's not super recognized in the medical community, but it is absolutely valid. Yeah. You know your body and your experience more than a medical professional does. Yeah. So there are a couple other tests that they have on there. I think one's called like the CAD H or CAD 5 or something. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one that's similar. And I'm probably going to take those two just for shits and giggles. You know what? Why yeah. not? It took me like less than 10 minutes sitting on the couch when I had Netflix playing in the background. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, because I'm still waiting to hear from my psychiatrist. Yeah, which I, has been ages. I emailed them last week. Like I called my yeah. doctor's office and I said, hey, have you received my ADHD report? Yeah. And they said, no, um, actually I did send a follow up, but I didn't hear back. So I'll reach out today, but you're more than welcome to as well. Yeah. So I called them, there was no answer and I emailed them and I still have not received an email back. Yeah. And I'm just like, um, hey, hi. Remember when I took that test Two and you were supposed ago? to give my doctor results in? Yeah. Like they, they were like, cool, we'll send the report to your doctor. Where? When? When? Now? Like what is the general turnaround time for that? Yeah. Because two months feels extremely long. Extremely long. long. Like, even my psychologist was like, like, that's wrong. What? Yeah. So, that was part of my homework between these two sessions was to contact the office. Yeah. So, um, because I would really, 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 really love to be treated for ADHD. Yeah. Because I feel like it would help a lot. Um, Obviously, like we said in our very first episode, not a magical cure. No. But. but, And that's what my psychologist and I talked about too. Like a, what am I trying to say? Like a legitimizing of that you do need accommodations. Yeah. That you are afraid to ask for now because. I've survived this long without them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, And my psychologist and I talked about it and she was like, what is the biggest thing that you think will come from if you do have ADHD and you do get treatment for it. And honestly, it's getting like finishing things because I don't finish anything. Yeah. Like I have now gone a week and a half without writing a single word for my novel because I started doing a plot outline and realized I have no idea where my book is going. So now I... And then got sick. And then I got sick. Yeah. So like you need to give yourself leeway for that. I know that you're very hard on yourself. But yes. you do need to give yourself leeway because yeah. you wouldn't go into a, a job sick. No. Or you shouldn't. Let's you put it shouldn't. that way. You shouldn't. you shouldn't. Employers should not request that you come in sick if nope. they do get a new job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you if you can. If you can. Yeah. Obviously. Um, but like Monday and Tuesday are my really busy teaching days. And like Monday was just a really hectic day mentally anyway. Um, and so like, and then today ended up being really busy because of yesterday. And so I might get to write tomorrow. And... So I'm just like, yeah, and I don't even know where to go because I realized that my book doesn't have, like, it doesn't have legs. Plot, yeah, like, like it has it has so many pieces of a plot, but I'm struggling to put it all together. And so in my mind, it's shit, and I I should not finish it because I read a thing, and I think it was from. Do not quote me on this, but I think it was from Neil Gaiman, um, mm. who is a really fantastic writer. Um, you, a lot of people know him from, uh, fuck, what is that? 
Good Omens. Oh, I, I, was like, I was like, David I Tennant. know the name. David Tennant. I was like, yeah. all I can focus on is that David Tennant is in it. Um, but <sighs> I love him. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. And I also love his wife, Georgia. Um, she's gorgeous. They have so many children. I know. Uh, four, I think, they're, actually. They're lovely. They're I'm lovely. I'm sure they're lovely people. Yeah. Uh, but like, so Neil Gaiman wrote or like answered a question. He was very like popular on Tumblr when it was like, a thing when tumblr was popular yeah <laughs> um or like on twitter i don't know where i read this but i'm pretty right. sure it's from neil gaiman and he said um every scene your characters want and need something yes and so what do they want and acting. need yeah and how are you going to get them what they want or need or how are you going how are you to going to obstruct them? them from getting what they want or need yeah and like I know that that um, that helped me write like a little blurb in my like <laughs> three scened novel that I'm writing. Hey, it's got three now. <laughs> it does. I think last time it only had one. Yeah. Yay! I'm just writing however the scenes come up to me. Yeah. So like I wrote the climactic scene right at the beginning. That was the first scene I wrote. Wow. Is like where they have like a big blowout. See, I don't even know I what my, that. I don't even know what the climax of my book is yet. Yeah. Because you started at the beginning. Yeah, I did start at the beginning. Yeah. I started so. pre the beginning. <laughs> started with a prologue. Yeah. But like, you know, you can write however you want. It's your I book. I know. I just have to write. You just have to write. So. Anyway. That's what Inspired to Write tells us. It's um, true. It's and about the consistency. You just what get is her the name? Words Amy McNee. Amy McNee. Amy yeah. Um, love her voice. Oh, right. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest, any accent ever is sexy to me but especially like australian well Um, because she grew up in england mm. she lived in england until she was like i think 15 and then moved to australia Australia. but her dad is australian Mm. and i know that because he was on an episode of her podcast and he's so he's very australian and And she has like a little um like a it's definitely australian but it's like uh, a little tempered like a little bit more british yeah um which i also love yeah it's so great and then James, her husband, that yeah. they like they do the podcast together. He has a very Australian accent, and I love it too. And they're also just gorgeous. So, oh, right! Just like really beautiful. Um, I know. They, it's not very rare that I uh, I'm attracted to both people in not a couple. Very rare, or very it is rare? not very rare. Usually, I'm only attracted to the woman in a couple. So then, it's very rare that you're attracted to both. Yes. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, am I what missing am I something saying? here? Um, no, yes, you're correct. It okay. is very rare that I am attracted to both people in a couple right. and they are gorgeous. They are, yeah, they're, and they just, I want to hang out with them. Yeah, like, I want to be friends. Right? Um, there's this meme that I see all the time <laughs> that's like a guy like eating yogurt in front of like um, a billboard of other people eating yogurt and it's like this is what I feel like when I'm watching or listening to a podcast because it's like (laughs) like you don't know these people they are not your friends they don't know that you exist but you're like you're my best friend yeah (laughs) for the record we know that you guys yeah you are all our best friends yeah thank you for supporting this yeah (laughs) um before we go do you want to play that word association oh my god yeah so there's this little game on tiktok how is it? So basically, I think literally, like you just count to three, and then you and I both say a word, any word, any word, and then we you have take to try and figure out like a, one a, word that links them. Okay, yeah, 
That's this is how we'll finish this one out. Yeah. Okay. So ready? So three, two, one. Bicycle. Bubble. Oh. Oh shit. Oh, I have oh. one. Oh. Okay. 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 Three, two, two one. Summer. One. <laughs> We got it so quickly. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry for your ears, friends. We'll put a little like um. <laughs> we'll either try and like lessen it or put a little warning. <laughs> oh my god! Do you want to try again? Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. Um. Wait. Uh. I'm so excited that I need a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, okay, ready? Okay. You good? Yep. Three, two, one, wine. Oh. Oh, okay. I got one. Okay, I got one. Okay. Okay, three, two, one. Cabaret. Oh, that was good. Close. Damn it. Okay. Oh, okay. Three, two, one. Chicago. Oh, <laughs> oh, but okay. Three, two, one. Musical. Musical. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we got it. <laughs> so close. Close. But that's see, that's it's just fun. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for playing along yeah. um, with us. Uh, we would love if you would leave a review if you feel like it. I don't know how they can leave reviews though, because Spotify doesn't allow reviews. Listen. Hopefully, by the time that um more people are listening but like thank you so much to the like yeah 15 or so people that have been listening consistently thank you so much um but by the time more people are listening i am confident that we will have figured out how to get it onto apple Podcasts. okay in the meantime if you listen we would love to hear your feedback on like our instagram post so it's at books and bisexuals yeah, on Instagram. on Instagram. Um, we would love to hear about it, uh, what you think about it. Um, even if you hate it, we'd yeah. love to hear. Yeah, and if you have any advice for Brianna on whether she is objectifying or appreciating, oh my God, I would love. She would love. I that. would love for you to to throw out <laughs> what you think objectifying is, and um, if you're doing it, if I'm doing it, I don't think you are. I think you're appreciating, I but don't that's know. because I know you. Yeah. So. I don't know. wonder how it comes across otherwise. Right. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Um, thank thank you, you so much. This was um, lovely. This was lovely. Uh, we hope to see you next week. See you. <laughs> hope to talk into your ears next week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Be we well, love friends. You. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.